<laughs> Good morning and happy Friday, everyone. We are so happy that you are gathering and joining us today. I am Iris Owens, the host of the Autopsy of Her Healing, Evolving Resiliency. We are so glad that you are joining us today. On the line with me is our beautiful sister and co-host. Good morning, Hi, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Stephanie Diani Green. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, we have we have the giggles. I have the giggles. <laughs> Yes, we have the giggles. We always have the giggles because every time we get together, we're having a good time, whether it's on via Zoom or in person. We are always like two little, you know, high school girls laughing and covering our faces and, and laughing and joking. And people probably think we're talking about them. and We're not because we're not those people. We're just being silly with one another. And it's just that's how it goes anytime we get together. So. It is good to to be with someone that you can laugh and joke with and that they keep you laughing. That That's the most important thing, that they keep you laughing. So today we were having a conversation. You know, we have a conversation before the conversation. And so today's topic is, is basically no. No is a complete sentence, right? We all know that. No is a complete sentence. Except when it comes to oh, a lot of things. <laughs> so that's what that we're like, about well, like letting your kids spend the night at people's houses. It's like, <laughs> let's be clear. You know, so, didn't say that. <laughs> so let's unpack that stuff. Why is no a complete sentence except when it comes to your children spending the night at other people's houses. Now, guys, mind you, her her kids are now uh, uh, young adults. So we're not talking about the here and now because they're young. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're in college now. But I mean, I think and I think don't know, no, to be honest with you, I think no can be a complete sentence with that, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of asking. When you're like thinking about a family member, you know, then you have to because they're, they're going to say why and then you have to give a reason so mm-hmm. that's why you know, but when it comes to like oh can I spend the night at my friend's house no you know right. when, when I, you know I taught my kids don't even ask me that, that that's not going to happen okay we don't do that because the reality is that you do not know go even relatives or even if like if someone you know you have a lot of traffic in and out of your home mm-hmm Yes, it's never gonna happen. It's, and then I tell you, it can, you, you, but you don't even have for me. You don't even have to have traffic. It's certain things that people say. It is one of my sayings I cannot stand. When people say, "Oh, a man is gonna be a man," in reference to them, yes, dealing with and their women. behavior, yes, exactly. Oh yeah. no, no, no. Once yeah. you make as a comment if, like as that, if that is a that is a um, get out of jail free card. Do what you want, exactly. how you want to do it. Yeah. And the rest of the world just has to accept that yeah, because, man's going to be a man. So-called man. Yes. Uh, yes. Those things, when they put that label on those things most of the time, yes. that's not a man doing it. Right. <laughs> it's right. a grown boy, not a man. Yes. Okay. Yes. So when you make those kind of comments, you know, so it goes to like, well, she looked grown. She was acting grown. Oh, yeah, but she was a child. But then, but when a, when a woman or mainly I hear women say that, but when a woman would say something like that, that tells me already where your mindset is. Well, so, so let me, so let's ask the question. So you said it's, it's, 
you, if your kids would ask you to spend the night at a friend's house, the answer would be no. No is a complete sentence, no explanation needed, no punctuation. So what's the difference between when it's a family member and it's no is a complete sentence, except when it comes to a family member, why? Because the family member is going to ask you why. You know, and why, and why, why would you not be able or why would you not give them a reason? Uh, one, um, they, maybe that statement has come out their mouth. A man is going to be a man. Um, the other thing is that they have a lot of ca- traffic in and out their home. You know, I, I, I don't know you. I don't live in your house. I don't I don't know you. I don't know what go. I mean, I know you from the point of where I know you. I think about like some people that I know that I am have very good re- relationships with. And I've never been in their home mm-hmm. because we always meet out somewhere. We meet at, rest. you know, we're just, you know, it doesn't mean we're not, you know, we're not friends. You know, everyone, you, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't, I'm not type of person to trust any of those things because I, the things that I have found out that went on behind closed doors is, is scary. You know, I know that things that was living in my house that was going on behind closed doors that, you know, people that did not know what was going on behind those closed doors. So I don't, I don't trust any of that. But it's really once you have a conversation with people, and just a conversation kind of will tell you. I never forget Savion had this little friend, and the mom used to always say to me, "Oh, I love Savion. You do it like you know, um, what do you call that? When they go to the house, play a play, play date, play date." And I'm like, you know, but my thing is, when I tell my kids, you want a play date? It got to be a play date for mommy too. So that means I have to be friends with the parent too. And me and this lady, we just not click. I was, I didn't want to have a play date with her. But it was an incident that happened where a little girl, and she's a little white girl, came into their school and she was new. That afternoon when I came to pick up my son, um, they had these sheets, you know, you come in and sign in and they had these sheets out about threatening kids. It was all this stuff. So I said to the director, I said, what's this about? And she says to me, oh, funny, you should ask. And she said, I need to see you in my office. Go in the office. She says, well, we had a new student that started um, yesterday. And she said that Savion threatened to shoot her. I was like, really? Like Savion? You know, like, okay. But I'm not, because kids could be different when they're away from home. I was never one of those, oh, no, not my child. Like, we're going to investigate. And um, what happened was when, I guess the conversation was overheard, I was leaving her office, the same mother was coming in and she said, oh no, that was probably my son because he loves guns. His father's a cop, he loves guns. I was like, Savion ain't never going over their house. The kid loves guns and all this kind of stuff, you know, and it ended up being this little boy. So it's just like through conversation, learning, listening, you know, that, that you make those kind of decisions, you know, I already knew. Before we even had kids, that was something that my husband and I talked about to, to a great extent. And we both were on the same page with that because he agreed. Being in the type of business that he, that he was in, hearing all of these stories, and there, there's a lot of them. And a lot of them are horrific. And you just, some things you would never, ever believe, you know? But, so, I, yes. okay, so, and I, and I understand that. But when I, but my question was, and I thought where we were focusing was more of when you say no to a family member, it's not, not a specific, um, what am I saying? Not a specific thing like your children spending the night or that, but I'm saying 
why why is it harder to say no to a family member because you because the question was no is a complete sentence but except when it comes to not particularly just incidents because yeah i had i had a rule too about my kids being able to spend the night or not spend the night in certain places and so did my mom but i'm talking about if you're saying being able hard to say no to a family member and we and you and i said why so is it well it's not, it wasn't hard but i'm just saying like the family like if you said you know my family member you asked me can my kids spend the night and i say no well why can't they spend the night then you have to go into the read then i mean at the same time you have to be careful because you don't want to offend them but at the same time i want to make it clear to you that my kids cannot come and spend the night at your house but I, I think you can tell someone no and not have to do an explaining. Or if the explanation- I mean, no, I mean even if they ask you- Because I think even in life with people, in with setting boundaries, and I think that's really what this is about. No is a complete sentence and I have the right to say no about something that I'm uncomfortable with or I just don't agree with or whatever. And but if we're going to say it's a complete sentence, except when it comes to family or your boss or, you know, certain people, then what what does that say about our boundaries? Because I do think we are all allowed to set and have boundaries. And I think this is something that comes up often nowadays where, you know, if we teach our children to be respectful, but we also teach our children the ability to be able to say no to people. And, and I'm not talking no, like disrespectful, no of, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that when you're in school or mm. your grandmother says, I need you to come over here right now. And you go, no, I don't want to feel, I don't feel that right. I'm not talking about that type of no. I'm talking about building in those type of um, boundary setters where our children and we don't become victimized, right? Because mm-hmm. that's basically where you were, that's where you were, where you were coming from with um, having to give explanation and not wanting to offend anyone. But at the same time, with all of this, not telling somebody or, or taking someone's ability to be able to protect themselves away from them, especially when they're younger, because then we're saying children are supposed to obey what someone is saying to them mm-hmm. um but we have we all know we have we all know and i'm if anyone is offended in in every family in every you know culture and everybody who knows somebody who's somebody who we have all heard <laughs> as you said mm-hmm. the horrific stories of how someone takes advantage of someone who's more vulnerable to them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just not children, but unfortunately it happens to children more often than not. But it happens mm-hmm. to you know young boys, it happens to young girls, it happens to middle-aged girls, it happens to grown behind women, right? Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. we feel we are not empowered to say no, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, when we are children, we're not taught those boundaries, right? Or again, as you said, not wanting to hurt someone's feelings or be disrespectful, 
we're not we're, we're that that empowerment of being able to protect ourselves is taken many times in our lives and and nowadays you know i've had conversations with people who go yeah but now you letting these kids tell grown-up people what they won't do and they don't want to do it and i'm like and for me <laughs> I, i'm sorry i i'm not telling my kids to be disrespectful that's never what i've taught my children but i have taught my children that you have the right to say no i e We've all, we all, we have grandparents, right? We have uncles and we have aunts and we have all these people in our family. And we, and a lot of times these are not people that we're always close in close range with, right? So I am very uncomfortable with telling a young girl, I told my daughter from the very beginning, as she got a certain age, you don't sit on men's laps. That's right. That's right. Other than your other than your father and your brother, you should not be on any other man's lap. Once exactly. my once my daughter had sense enough to be able to say yes, no, or ow, that hurts, or or you know, I taught her you have to set boundaries with people, right? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I kind of let you go out into the world thinking that everyone is safe and everyone is. It, everyone is going to be nice to you and everyone is going to be good to you. And that's not the truth. Um, mm -hmm. So I would tell my children, especially, you know, if we traveled to a, a, a part of the, the, you know, went to another state and there's people mm -hmm. that my children have never met or mm -hmm. encountered before. Mm -hmm. I was never one to say to my children, the person says, Oh, come give me a hug. Come give me a kiss. If they said mm -hmm. no, Mm -hmm. No was the answer. No was a complete yeah. sentence. And I gave my children yeah. that empowerment to say that. Mm -hmm. because I, mean, I did not play when it came to my children. And right. back to like offending people, I probably offended everybody. I was I, I didn't mean to offend them, but I just want to say that because they were offended by the time it was all over and said and done with. They were offended from the day from no. And and back to what you were saying about people and knowing setting boundaries for yourself when you know like when my deacon in my church I was 15 years old he came on to me and you know we had no I had no problem I laid him out the words that came out of my mouth he could not believe he was hearing from when mm -hmm. he knew me since I was six years old just like I couldn't believe the words that was coming out of his mouth when right. I was 15 years old but I right. let him know what time it was one of our family members who was like a relative to me knew me since I was a baby tried to kiss me Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I had no problem. Like, right. yeah, ever, ever. You know what I mean? My my girlfriend's father came on to me, giving me a ride home from her house one time. Right. Laid him out too. So I, I can honestly tell you, I had no problem and taught right. my kids that. I taught my daughter. As she started getting older and she started developing and stuff like that. I said, let me tell you, because because of these kind of incidents with these kind of people that no one would ever suspect. Right. Right. I got your back. I will believe you. Right. And I'm going to stand me, up for you. I will stand up for you. And if, and if this person ever, I don't care, uncle, cousin, brother, Threatens whatever. You. Yes. Uh, honey, yes. let me know. And you let them know. And then I can tell you, her mouth is lethal. My son's mouth is lethal. like, okay, even these women yes. going after these boys. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I have a friend I went to school with. He was sleeping with all his mother's friends. I I couldn't begin to imagine. 
you know, yes. you my friend, my child, like, come on, are the teachers, I told my son, these teachers start looking at you, because they, they good, they love, these teachers these days are horrible, some of them, and I'm like, yep, I said, let me know what time it is, she started looking at you cross-eyed, you know, with little, you know, hearts in her eyes, we're gonna have a problem, but you have to let them know, but no, I, I would, I would try to, like, because they just gonna be when you said, like, no, I don't do that, but then if people know who you are, then why would you even ask me that? You know, I was told by somebody, oh, you don't have no social skills. They're not going to know this. They don't need to spend a night placing no social skills. That's it. <laughs> right. And, and I, and I, and I personally, you know, I remember like same thing. I was growing up as an only child. I mainly had my cousins who would come and spend nights or I would go spend nights with them. But mm-hmm. my mother was not keen on me spending nights at other people's homes as well. And so then when I started, when I had children, right, I would let them go and spend the night. But I would also, like you said, I had to develop a relationship with the parents. had to Mm -hmm. know, you know, again, not judgment, but I had to know what kind of family, what kind of life you live. Because Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Mm -hmm. right, we don't know what goes on between other people's home doors. When they close their doors at night and pull their shades, you don't know what's going on in people's homes. And I'm not just talking about sexual abuse. I'm talking about abuse, period. Because no. no, I, exactly. I, would, I would feel, I would be devastated to know that my child went to spend the night at someone's home and in that home, there is verbal abuse or there's physical abuse, mm-hmm. right? Or there is... There's alcohol abuse or people to one another, (laughs) people to one another are just not kind. Or my children get to witness their friend being abused verbally, emotionally, physically, however. And I think at times we forget how traumatic that can be to another person who has never experienced that sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember years ago as a, a, I was not even a teenager. I remember years ago being with two of my aunts and um, my aunts and I went to visit a family member. And this family member had two daughters and this family mm-hmm. member was a preacher. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had gone to their church that Sunday. And, and I, and I had a, I had a girl crush on their um on their one of their daughters because she was always so beautifully dressed and she could sing and she was elegant she was just all the things that i would like when i grow up and be like her (laughs) you know that that sort of thing and um i remember going to their house and and my two aunts and them were you know they were all talking and and so forth and laughing and giggling i'm just sitting there enjoying this adult you know uh, opportunity to be with the adults right <laughs> and uh, how, how old were you so i had to be probably around i'm gonna say i was probably like maybe 12 i'm gonna say 12 yeah. maybe between 12 and 14 if i was that old um okay but um i'm sitting there you know listening to them talk and so um the one of the daughters did have a child um and so that child was there but the um his mom was not there the other sister was not there and so the father you know yelled from the back room to bring uh asked her to get him some water and so he um you know she went and she got the water in a mason jar Mm -hmm. 
and she gave it to her nephew to mm-hmm. take to the grandfather. Mm-hmm. And he was, he I don't know how old he was. Like I said, I don't even remember how old I really was, but he was maybe, I don't know, three or four. He was a little boy. Mm-hmm. So he takes the jar of water to go give to the grandfather and he dropped it. Mm. Poor this, baby. This man came out of that room with an extension cord and proceeded to beating this grown woman in front of myself and my two aunts. I will never ever, as long as I live, forget that experience. Because for one, I had never seen anyone beaten. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking, you know, other than, yeah, okay, as a child, we, I might see my cousin get a spanking or something, but I had never seen a grown woman and a grown man come charging out of a room with an extension cord to beat someone. I had never seen that before. And I remember, like I said, to this day, how my aunt, my two aunts and I were basically like almost running over each other to get out of there, to get out of the house. And how we literally ran back home to our house. I gotta plug my, I'm listening, I gotta plug my to put put to to get back home and getting back home and sharing that <laughs> with my mom. And so for me, that's what I'm saying. I don't think people understand sometimes the damage that one can do from your behavior of something that someone is not accustomed to. Um, we all, yes, discipline, we, you know, everyone disciplines differently but when you see that kind of behavior from an adult especially someone that is so much bigger than you has more control than you has more power than you has we don't understand if we don't talk to our children and prepare them how we are literally setting them up to maybe one day be in a position where they think that that's normal behavior. It's so true. You're absolutely correct about that. You have to prepare them. You know, I mean, because a lot of people don't want to talk. They talk to the children. They Some people I find focus on the wrong things. You know, yeah. and you have to prepare them for these things. You know what I mean? The things that we were taught, like when an adult tells you something, you do what an adult tells you to do. You can't tell the children, children that this day and time. No, because, because you can't trust every adult. Exactly. But that adult may be telling you may not be the right thing. You know what I mean? Or if adult tell or if someone if adult says that about your child, you're gonna go beat your child because the adult says so. Right. Adults right. cry on children all the time and all it always has. You know? Oh yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Because Something there's a time new- that children couldn't even a child couldn't even say that someone lied. Mm-hmm. Which no. is why exactly. children don't have sometimes children don't have voices. Right. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and so we have to be so careful because those children without voices, if they are fortunate enough in life to survive, mm-hmm. they become adults without voices mm-hmm. or they it's become true. adults with the wrong type of voice. 
which is true too. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, there the like I said, I have had arguments with people, you know, debates with people about I think you give your children too much leverage. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I think as children, we don't get enough leverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, listen, if you to, if you talk to 10 women in your life, talk to 10 men in your life, you will probably get eight out of those 10 women who have in some way been abused. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you will absolutely. probably get maybe five to seven of the men who have been abused, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, have a, we have a very warped sense of, as you stated earlier about maturity, like, well, she looked grown, looks mm-hmm. has nothing to do with what, what I am and who I am, right? I, I, have, I have experienced or had the experience with many of, you know, several male friends who mm-hmm. became sexually active at an early, early age mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. women who were old enough to be their mothers or to be their sisters or sometimes mm-hmm. maybe their grandmothers who performed sexual acts on these young boys. Exactly. exactly. And then when those young boys shared those experiences, the men in their lives go, Oh, that's bravado. It is not bravado. No, it isn't. It is trauma. It is trauma. trauma. A young man, a young woman, and I'm not a a young man, a young girl, a young child. I don't care what they are doing or you are reading as sexual signals. Exactly. And if you are reading what you think are sexual signals, then you know that that child needs help because mm-hmm. nobody comes into the world sexualized. Like nope, we're not, we don't come into the world with, I'm going to be five and I'm sexy. Exactly. I'm three and I'm <laughs> sexy, baby. I'm trying to get your attention over here because baby, I want you. Nobody comes into the world like that. Not, not a boy, all. not a girl. We are not sexuality and and our and 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 sensuality those are things that we grow into right Mm -hmm. that we learn we don't come into the world with being sexy a newborn Mm -hmm. baby is not laying on the table with their diaper off (laughs) you see my sexiness over here come on guys i I want you know see a baby or like a toddler and you, you give them some food, or they got the, they they shaking their body, shaking their yes. little butt. They're not talking about being. They're just, that's what they're doing. They they excited. Right. They're, they're happy. happy. It's oh, happy. Oh, I remember when you would nurse your baby, and I know the milk tastes good, so they curls, their toes would curl up, and yes. stuff like that. Yes. And that's just you know, it's that's like, happy. That's that's satisfaction. Sick people take that Sick as wrong. People like, see my, these things or. Or you convince a child. She's right. Walk, and she, I like, you know how women, when they imitate women, like even on cartoons, they switch their butt. Yes. You know, my daughter used to walk, when she started walking, she would walk like that. I'd be like, why does she walk like that? You know what I mean? Because she would walk like, she switches, but that, but what it was, she was bold. She, you couldn't tell she was bow-legged at that point. Right. But she was growing, she was bow-legged. And that's what, and, and literally that's how she walks to this day. Yes. 
that's just how she was. I'm sure people look at her I now, mean, she's 22. Like, look at how she was, but that's how she was. Is what they said, you know? It's nothing like she's trying to, like, that's just how she was. <laughs> but people going into it thinking this is a whole other thing. Yeah, make it's you, not. I make you feel, or I know being a child, like, I would feel ways when I, my body first started developing, you know, people looking at you. I would like, I would try to like walk straight. I didn't want to move like too. I would feel ways because I didn't want anyone to look at me. I didn't want to be sexualized yes. as a little kid after having experienced someone that watched that, those kind of things. Right. So I became very like, you know, feeling like, let me not walk. I don't want my hips to move too. I, I just got into that for a little bit. Right. So I realized that you got you got to walk you know right saying? and you, yeah, your body is not a board you can't you you will definitely not you are causing more <laughs> damage than you are good trying to be straight like a board because you're exactly. not a soldier yeah. and and even a yeah, soldier that, that has, to, has to flex somewhere in there exactly that that wasn't gonna work you know what i'm saying but you, you, it's sad though that we are at that state but i think that the more we tell our children to speak up for themselves and that no is a complete sentence. Yes. And to know that, and I guess the most important thing is to know that you have the support of your family. Yes. That's a whole, that's another thing. Because I think a lot of people, even now to this day, they don't have the support, you know, not necessarily in the family, but you, sometimes you get a lot of support outside of the family. Because yes. what happens is that, you know, women, you know, really still kind of serving their children up for to have a man, still. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, yeah, you want to pretend like you don't know he's sneaking into her room or into his room, but you know he is. Yeah. But anything you're going to do to be able to keep him here, you know, which is quite disgusting. But and it's still like to this day, which is sad that it's still happening, you know, and you just you got to protect your children because you protect the children. Then as they grow up, you have less of those type of people in the world. Because then, you know, either you heal from it yeah. or you become what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, or, or, you, or you find ways to you find ways to justify. And then that. And so in your mind, you, it's so then your mind. Right. You become it or you allow it to happen. Either way, you're you're on the opposing side as opposed to the protecting side. Um, I know this one young lady, she was molested by her uncle. And, you know, when she told her mother, her mother was like, suck it up. You know, because it happened to her. I was just suck it up. You know, I'm like, wow, you know, suck it up. But but when but when someone says that and that's what I'm saying, the Mm -hmm. cycle of abuse, whatever the abuse is, is a taught cycle. It is a taught oh, mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And the taught mm-hmm. mentality is something that, you know, for years as a woman, we have to always be kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, there are individuals in the world, men and women, who feel that women are, we were created for the, the disposal of other people. To mm-hmm. be there for other people to do whatever, however they want to do to us. Mm-hmm. That is not what we were created for. I want you all mm-hmm. to hear what I'm saying. That is not what we were created for. Yeah, exactly. We are, we are not your punching bag. We are not your, 
your heavy load bearer. We are not the person for you to dump everything on. We are not the person to take responsibility for everything that has happened in your life or didn't happen in your life. We are not here to be your sexual toy, to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, because that is not what we were created to do. No, not right? at all. Not so at all. It is, it is a, I feel like we are taught or the, you know, society tries to learn behavior, right? This learned behavior that you want us to, you need to learn how to be quiet, right? <laughs> you need to learn how to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you could talk, you could be loud, but I need to learn how to be quiet because I am only trying to protect myself from what, what wickedness I know you about to try to do to me. No, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, trauma is a real thing. And people don't understand that when you see people behaving in in different manners that would be appropriate for a person, especially age appropriate, there is something going on, Mm -hmm. right? So so the next time you see a a young woman or a young girl just so, so out of the box, before you go, she's so fast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's so fast. Look at her over there, just doing all that. Yeah, it's a reason. Think, I want you to think: Why is that right. child? Why is that young mm-hmm. girl doing what she's doing? Right. That's right. Because sometimes, sometimes it is a forced thing. She mm-hmm. may be out there being pimped out, prostituted exactly. by, exactly. by a mm-hmm. parent, by a family member, by whomever. Mm-hmm. It may be her only mode of survival of least what she believes because the people who are responsible for her are nowhere to be found or are not responsible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and it, it really hurts my heart every time I hear a story about a young girl, a young boy being robbed of their innocence, being robbed of their life, of their future mm-hmm. because it takes a lot to heal from that type of trauma, especially when you, not, you didn't even have sense enough to be able to process what was happening to you. That's right. You know? And so many times we want to blame, we blame the victim, you know? I, I know. We blame the when, victim. When I, was, when I was brutally raped and attacked, my mother blamed me. I'm in an elevator. I got raped and attacked by a stranger. Yes. And she was mad at me. It was my fault. You know, I what? I was 20, 21. I was in college. Like, really? Attitude? Just nasty. You know, and I was like, wow. But, you know, I realize now it's like when you, when people, especially like then, you know, my mom who raised me, she was born in 1922. You know, like when you don't know how to handle these things, all of a sudden it's the other person's fault. Yes. And, you know, but you cannot blame the other person. Or sometimes it is something that has happened for them. It has happened to them too. See, that's what I'm saying. Because we are so good at, we are so good at keeping secrets. And some things don't need, there are a lot of things, not some, there are a lot of things that do not need to be secrets. 
Now, I tell you, like the, the secrets that we keep on the secrets we should be keeping. No, not you know? the secrets we're supposed like, to be keeping. Yeah, like it's like in the family, you know. But I think my mom, she just she she was mad when I got my my menses. Oh, oh, like you woman now. Like she, all these things just like just throw her off, you know what I mean? But then I think that it was too like, oh now she's gonna be more of a target now that she is adulting you know so that probably has something to do with it but you have to know as you give birth to these tiny little infants they're gonna turn into adults you know yeah and they're turning into adults a lot faster than what you anticipate trust and believe that right and you have to protect them you have to protect them as much you can from the predators this is why no is a complete sentence when it comes Mm -hmm. to your children and protecting your children yes no, it's protecting them. Still protecting them, like a family right. member. Oh, I want to go hang out with your daughter. We live in the same state. No, like, thank oh, no. you. No, no, you don't need to hang out with my daughter. I'm <laughs> not even extending that invitation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My daughter don't even know need to know about the invitation. It's never gonna happen. You know, I got somebody that I can. If I somebody need to get to her, that's what I, all right. I got that. Don't worry. Don't it's handled. I don't need it to be you. You know, I, this is why when we, so when we first started this, I, you know, there was an incident in my family where I got into a whole argument with someone because at the time my son was, you know, still riding in a car seat uh-huh. and uh, someone, you know, they, they were all traveling back somewhere else and I was going home and my son was going to go with my mom. Mm-hmm. Well, there were so many people in this car. Um, they were like, well, his car seat can't go. <laughs> so, well, if his car seat can't go, baby, neither can he. Go. I know that's he right. can't go either. <laughs> and, so, and so it turned into a big argument. You know, it was like, oh, is he better than? Well, at this point. Yeah. At, at this point, yes, he is. My because, kids want to cross because if there was other children, there were other children involved, and those children were in a, not in a car seat. There was no way. And this is why I say, you know, when it comes to protecting our children, you're not going to challenge me on me protecting my child. No. Oh, absolutely not. You're never going to challenge me on I'm doing what I know is right for my child. Because one, if something had happened to our son, because first I'd have to answer to his father. Mm-hmm. Why was our child in a mm-hmm. car, not mm-hmm. in a car seat? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. no time ever in our time with him does he ride in a car without a car seat. Exactly. Right? But it's unacceptable. This it's day unacceptable. And time. It's not, it is not for his best interest, nor is it for ours. Exactly. And so when the person challenged me, I just was like, you know what? He just won't go. But the person became very belligerent belligerent with me and was angry and was like, well, your kid better than, well, at this, on this day, he shall be. Mm -hmm. Right. If if that's like this, if that's how you want to take it, you know what I mean? Right. Because then then he shall be. With, with all with all the statistics of all the th- harms that happen when children aren't in car seats, this is ni- not 1960. This is yes. not 1970. This is right. not even 1980s. These are 1990s. Yes. Okay. Really, yeah. I think that nonsense stopped in the ni- in the 80s. That That's you don't right. Want to- 
And what I say, if you know better, you do better. You know, you know. And so I, I wouldn't even ride in the car with my child, not in a car seat. And even when people say, well, you could just hold him. No, because if an accident happened, my arms are not going to be able to safeguard my child from going through a window shield or getting smashed in between me and, and the dashboard. No. So yeah, you I think we, we yeah. have to be mindful when people challenge you about your children and the protection of your children. And why did you say no? Because I said no. Mm-hmm. No is, is no. That- it's a whole yeah. complete sentence yeah. and it does not require exclamation or punctuation. My answer was oh, no. Then they give you all these reasons. All the, like I told you, it's like all the social skills or they're not going to be friends with other people. Well, they need, well, first of all, half of the problem with a lot of people is that they don't make friends with themselves. Mm. So now you look for external friendships. Mm-hmm. So now you beg, borrow and steal for a friendship with, you know, a friend our relationship with a romantic relationship because for the simple fact you haven't created a friendship within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, 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 let's be like, we'll learn to be friends with ourselves. And then you learn to be, that's like, that's not, that's so important. And it's not being selfish, but it is like, like what's the other word we're using instead of selfish, but it's like, it's, it's self-preservation. Self-preservation. You need to be healthy. You need to know that you're good enough. Because right. when, you, when you sell yourself out for these relationships with other people that aren't good out of out of need for having these other people, it's not healthy. That's nope. not the way you it's not healthy relationships. No, nope. you know what I mean? So that they're, they're good and you learn to be your own best friend. Right. It's the best thing that you can be. Right. Right. You know, you know, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it's just. It's just so many things that I, I that go on in my head every day. And every time, like I said, every time I hear a story about a child, about a woman, about a man who's been abused by someone, it is the it is the most hurtful thing. Because you say you know, to yourself, how do people get to that place? How, how, how do you get here? I had a family member that and I do, like, I honestly tell you, I often wonder, like, how did he get where he got within intelligent, you know, PhD, you know, but in your 50s, you end up on crack. <laughs> you know, and like, that's a whole you, other show because I could tell you how. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, but then you, I know the same thing. You want, like, how do you, yeah, how get, do you there? get there? Yes. You know what I mean? How do you get there from that age? It's like you think that when you have your children and you can get them up and they, they do well, they, they you don't have any issues with them in high school, they go to college, they have a family, they have children. Maybe their children are even grown. They maybe they'll be getting grandchildren soon. And now you're in trouble. Now you're 50 years old, you know, closer to the you know, to the grave, then to the cradle, and now you're an addict, or now you're this. That's like, but it's, but, 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 I mean, go, no, but, but go back to what you said. Go back to what I just said a few minutes ago. Remember, trauma doesn't just pop up. No, it's been that there. person probably was living Not in exactly. trauma, in pain the whole time, exactly. right? From, a, from whenever the trauma happened in their life, right? 
And then whatever mm -hmm. else was compounded with living life. And then one day, I think people get to a point where it breaks you, right? And oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't, and it doesn't, it normally doesn't happen. You know, it doesn't happen like I, I turned the switch on today and I decided I'm going to do this. The pressure no, becomes no. so much that people just start to gradually, it's like smoking, it's like drinking. You didn't, you didn't take a first drink and became an alcoholic overnight. No, you no, didn't no. smoke. You didn't smoke crack one day and became a, a, a addict overnight. Well, in some cases, yes, because some drugs are very addictive, right? Or heroin. Or heroin. heroin, exactly, right? So, yes, it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. Because most days, most of us get up and we have things already that has happened from the day before that we're still carrying. But in some cases, we just keep carrying. We keep crack carrying these bags, these heavy loads, mm -hmm. and we keep acting as though these things bag exist. Bag. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Bag ladies and bag men. And like right. to, your, to your point, where we'll, we'll definitely do another show about this. With, I know who you're talking about. But I think from that, that was a big breakdown that when his parents passed and he no longer had that support, it was like right. the parents, like you know, like sometimes right. the, the, some of the things that only keep you up that you don't do certain things because you got some children you gotta take care of, you got some parents you gotta you know answer to. Yeah. Sometimes those things are gone. I mean, you, know, you I lose know your mind. You I know lose all good sense. Exactly. I had a lady I knew. She said she had a baby at fifteen. She said. And thank God, she said, all my friends I was running with were dead. They got AIDS and all this kind of stuff. My baby saved my life because I had to stop running around because mm -hmm. I had to take care of God. So, yes, exactly. So sometimes those things are your saving grace that, you know, but then once they're gone and there's nothing right. to adhere to, boom, yep. there it is. There's no one you have to answer to anymore. And that's why, you know, we always think, I, I always say, and I've shared this before, I once heard a pastor say, you know, um, as young women, right, we always are like, oh, my mother, she get on my nerves. She get, she just make me sick. She's so annoying and all this stuff, right? And she said, my mother, she's always on my back. She said, but at least when your mama get up off your back, you're not pregnant. I will never, ever forget that. Because... It is normally the things that our parents are on our backs about are the things that are the pitfalls in life and the places where we can fall and maybe not get back up or the place that exactly. we fall and we keep falling and we keep falling and we keep falling and we keep making the same mistake over and over and over and over again. And to your point, like you just said, when our parents are no longer there to ride our back, like, yeah, they annoy the hell out of us. But there are times in our lives that something happens and we go, God, I wish my mother was here right now. God, I, know, I, I wish my father was here right now. God, I wish grandma, I could pick up the phone and say, grandma, this is right. Auntie, my sister, whomever those people were in your life that helped you work through. But since they're not here anymore, then we got to honor what they did teach us. Right. Exactly. I think exactly. that's that that's what resiliency is. That resiliency exactly. is built on that, right? 
Like it may be antiquated. They may have been a hundred years old when they told us this thing, right? Or they would be, a, but the point is just like they, we have trauma in our lives. There are those positive deposits well, the thing that have been change. made in our lives that we got to remember to go back in the same way we can drool on trauma, go back and drool on and, and crave on the positive deposits that's been made in our lives. But they don't change though. Like the things like, it's like, it's, it's like the Bible. The Bible is parables and stories. They're so real today as they were ever. It's the same thing. It's just different people, different places, different times. It's the same things. You know, it's like the things that our parents, now sometimes the delivery is different. Like mm -hmm. from how your parents gave it to you from the, how their parents gave it to them, you know? And some people got it like they, they it's like they they got it from the Bible, then it was interpreted before you went to Bible study at a church, you had Bible study at home, you know, and it was the way they told the story. But when you even now you go back to the Bible, it tells you a story and it just makes so much sense in 2022. It's still here. Things really hasn't changed at all. Well, it's my grandma always said. Things do not change, just the names and the faces and the places. It's so true. And, and, I, so and, I, and I truly believe that in the longer you live, the longer you realize that. So that's why yeah. I said the things that so are in your life that have been positive deposits, the same way we will go and dredge on the trauma, you got to learn how to go and pull up those positive deposits and, and, and withdraw. It's like a bank account. Learn how to withdraw exactly. from those positive, those positive deposits in your life because life is a, is a journey, right? With, filled with ebbs and waves, <laughs> and waves and you're like- It's a journey you can win. Yeah, you, know? you can. You have to win it. You're but you still got, here. You got, you got, yeah, it's you still here. Be, it's you still gotta, here, you're still winning. You gotta learn, you gotta, you gotta learn your lessons because if you don't, they'll keep coming until you do learn. Yeah. That's for sure. You yeah. Know? I would tell my children, so, and I, I truly believe this, is like you you cannot definitely be selfish in a sense of, you know, don't keep doing the certain things and ruining your life or ruining your health. Mm. Because now that affects everybody. You know, what I mean, people like keep doing different things to their body. You're taking these drugs, or you're drinking, or you're smoking cigarettes. And then in the end, somebody has to take care of you. When if you would have taken care of yourself, it's such an unfair situation in some mm -hmm. aspects. Everything done in moderation, yes. But all you know that you're sick or whatever, you're still indulging in certain things you shouldn't be indulging in. Right. You know what I mean? And then you're mad at the world when you end up, your body's broken down. And now you got three kids and only one of them want to take care of you. Or you got to share yourself between your three kids, you know, or you take a kid that's out there wilding out. And they say, you know, you know what I mean? You're not even the same kid anymore. Right. And now you're with me for the rest of your life because of the choices that you made, you know, yeah. and, and it, you have to be really careful. I mean, granted, some things are accidents and some things are things you have no control over. I'm talking about the things that you have seen people have put upon themselves and you're like, now here we are because you enjoy whatever you indulge in so much. Now this is your life. Didn't want to live home with mommy for the rest of your life, but now here you are living home with mommy yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, and you, know you gotta be really, really, really careful. You really, really do. You know, think before you take that leap. 
Yep. Well, you can guys, enjoy life. You can enjoy a lot of life and still be careful. <laughs> well, guys, we thank you all so much. Just remember, no is a complete sentence. That's right. Except when it comes to. So the whole point of this today was to what's on the end of your except when it comes to. Yeah. Examine that for yourselves. Except when it comes. No is a complete sentence. Except when it comes to. Because if there if there's a two on the end of that that is creating trauma or hurt and pain in your life, then that's a place where you might want to examine. Mm -hmm. So we hope that we shared some information with you today that will help you in your life journey, help you work through some trauma, help you evolve, and help you know that you are resilient, that you have resiliency. So we thank you all so much. Steph, your final words today? Yeah, my final words is be mindful. You know, you have to think about other people, just not yourself. And, and protect your kids with everything you got. Bad as you wanted them here, you got to protect them all, always. As long as you're here, you protect them. Then when you're not here, you still protect them. Got to take care of your babies. Nobody's not going to take care of them love them like you. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, definitely. All right, honey bunny. Well, enjoy the weekend. Yes, I will. I will give me some rest because I got four hours last night. I got four oh. hours a night before. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, we must be on the same schedule because I've been uh, Tuesday night. I was to, what, Tuesday morning. I woke up at 4 a.m. and never went back to sleep. So I get it. <laughs> I know you just text me at five o'clock this morning. I was like, okay. Yes. You <laughs> yes. <laughs> up early again. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, it's been a week of 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. wake up. I don't know. So one of these days I'm going to catch some sleep. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your time. And we thank you all so much. Be blessed. Bye. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. Bye, honey bunny. Bye, honey bunny. <laughs>